Where the Stampede podcast. I'm your announcer for today, Jeremy Grethel, and let's get ready for kickoff. Hello once again, everyone, and thank you for joining me, Jeremy Grethel, from Beware the Stampede here on our podcast today. Today we've got a quick game day edition for you against the Las Vegas Raiders, who the Bills are taking on traveling out west today for a 425 Eastern kickoff. So hopefully everyone's ready for that. Had your Josh Jacks this morning, your cup of coffee, and your Bills mug, because I know I did. It's the breakfast of champions, and right now the Bills look like champions. A couple struggles along the way, but regardless, 3-0. Got to win the games. Doesn't matter how you win them. It matters if you win them. As long as the Bills keep winning, we're in good shape. And I will tell you this, I hope they keep winning because I have critical concerns as I see these COVID cases starting to pop up. We knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. So now that they are, every game counts even more because we don't know what's going to happen with the season. We don't know what the NFL is going to do if this continues to get bigger than it is. At some point, does the season shorten? Do they force teams into a bubble? Do they say we're going to call the season early and we're going to go into playoff mode? I don't know. All things to keep in mind, every game is critically important. And because we don't know what's going to happen with the scheduling. Do games start getting canceled because they can't fit them in? Because you've got to move those bye weeks around. I think it was Bruce Nolan. Bruce from uh, Buffalo Rumblings. If you don't follow him, great guy. I saw on Twitter the other day, made a great point. You know, It might have been Bruce, and it may not. He may have retweeted it. But it was... Why didn't the NFL season just try and start when preseason was, when they canceled preseason? So you have time to adjust the schedules, which is a good point. Because now you're kind of in this weird conundrum of, you've only got so many weeks. You can try and fit all this in. And as games become canceled, as games have to get postponed, there's it's a lot harder to navigate that landscape, to move all these games around. You want to make sure you can try and get everything in and fit these games in where you can. But that's not the easiest thing to do. So I don't know how they're going to pull this out, but they're going to have to start getting creative soon if this continues to pop up. So the Bills need to keep winning. That's that's critically important. I have some concerns. We beat the Dolphins by three. We beat the Rams by three. And the Rams, we had to come from behind, and they gave quite a scare. Now, granted, Dolphins and Rams, as far as I'm concerned, different tier teams. Okay, Dolphins are not the Rams. The Rams, I think, are quite a talented team. I don't think the Dolphins are that great, but they have Fitzmagic. So for some reason, that guy just continues to produce um always impressed with him I always liked him too is a Bills fan you know he wasn't the greatest quarterback but he just guy's got a lot of heart reminds me of Footsteps Falco from The Replacements if you guys haven't seen it you should watch it Keanu Reeves it's like my favorite movie ever probably seen it 200 times but anyway he's got a lot of heart so I love that about him Bills need to finish games it's one thing we had a problem with I think last year and it's one problem that's carried over again to this year the difference is, is this year we're putting points on the board. Last year, we weren't even putting points on the board. This year, that's completely changed. However, if you look at the three games we've played, we've scored 59 points in the first half, 34 in the second. So you got almost a 100% difference in the points that we're putting up. And that's a problem. We need to keep our foot on the gas. And part of that, I think, is the lack of commitment to the run. We like to pass, and I'm fine with that. I'm also okay from time to time with Josh Allen Ring, but we need to keep the ball in our possession. The only time we've had really good time of possession, the Jets game, which was completely lopsided. I think we had the ball for 41 minutes. It was absurd. But again, the Jets are just kind of a dumpster fire this year, unfortunately for them. Uh, It doesn't look like it's getting any better. Sam Darnold, I I have images of Josh Rosen in my head. I feel like Sam Darnold's going to end up taking the hit for all this at some point, and 
his career is going to probably end prematurely, and not by his own fault necessarily, just a, a lack of a surrounding cast to support him. So one thing we need to do is make sure we're keeping our foot on the gas. Very, 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 very important. We also got to manage to contain the run a little bit better. That part kind of scares me. You know, if you look at the Rams, we gave up 167 rushing yards. And now the Raiders have Josh Jacobs. I think he's a much better running back. So I do worry about being able to contain the run. However, that being said, I do feel good about this game. I like our chances in this game. I like the lineups in this game. I like the overall statistics in this game. You know, if you look at everything on paper, this should be pretty good for the Bills. You know, Josh Allen's been crushing it this year. Um, he's just, he's a beast. One thing, if he can throw at least 300 yards and pair of touchdowns, he'll become the third player in NFL history to do though do so in each of his team's first four games. In the other two, Steve Young and Peyton Manning. Pretty solid. Um, again, coming back in that fourth quarter, he's got a 138.3 pass rating in the fourth quarter, which is the best in the AFC. He's also completing 72% of his passes and averaging 10.8 yards per attempt in the fourth quarter with three touchdowns and no picks. But again, I don't want to be in the fourth quarter having to go down the field and try and win the game at the end. I know we have Josh Allen. I know we have Stephon Diggs. I know we have a lot of great players. But I don't like being in that situation. Nobody wants to be in the situation of trying to come from behind to win. Uh, certainly in a you know, week-to-week basis. So we just need to make sure we keep our foot on the gas and work on that. We're putting up the points, and that's great, but let's try and be a little more consistent with putting up the points. They continue to move the ball pretty well. On third downs, Allen has 139.5 passer rating. He is completing 74% of his passes with three touchdowns and no picks. So he's been doing a great job uh, as far as keeping the ball moving, as far as his accuracy this year, because that was the big critical thing, his accuracy. Um, One thing I want to see more of from the Bills on offense is a commitment to the rush and I'm not saying these quarterback draws that's great but I don't want Josh Allen getting blasted every time either if he needs to escape the pocket fine different story okay he's a big guy he reminds me of like Dante Culpepper like a just a big he's just a big solid running back with a strong arm you can even throw Donovan in there I'm throwing him out there because I'm originally from Syracuse so obviously I love me some Donovan McNabb He's just, he's a big guy with a cannon for an arm, and he's a tough guy to bring down. You know, we've seen it time and time again with Josh Allen. You know, he just, he is, he's a beast. I mean, the guy's like a bull, you know? He's like a buffalo. Beware of the stampede when Josh Allen's coming at you, because that guy will run you over. He's no joke. He plays with a lot of moxie. He plays with a lot of passion, and uh, he will do whatever he has to do to put that team on his shoulders at the end of the game. But I also don't want him hurt. Use the running backs, okay? It's in the name. Running back, okay? We should use those guys to run the ball. So let's use Singletary a little bit more. You know, we got Motor. We got Moss. We got one of my favorite candies, M&M's, Motor and Moss. All right? Let's throw some candies on the field. Let them have at it. Get a sugar rush going. I don't see a reason we can't, but I want to see them have a little bit more commitment to the actual run. I feel like that's where we've kind of struggled. You know, and if you look at things, (laughs) Singletary's two-yard rushing touchdown against Washington in Week 9 was was the last score on the ground by Buffalo running back. So we haven't even had a rushing touchdown since Week 9 from a running back of last year. That's not good. Like, that's not good, guys. And in that span, Josh Ellis had seven, okay? So that's 234 carries. We need to make sure that we're giving the ball to the running backs and we're pushing that. I know we have great receivers. 
We've got Diggs. We've got Beasley. We've got Brown. We've got Davis. Like We have a plethora of wide receivers that teams would love to have right now. So I get it. Throw the ball. We can. That's not a problem. But we need to establish the run game too. And we need to start using those guys. Okay? Again, it's in the name. Running back means they run. And they run a lot. And they run through guys. Let them go and just assault the defensive line for the Raiders. And then let Josh Allen just go over the top and just start crushing people. That's one thing I want to see. A lot of M&M. Okay? Moss and motor. I really like M&Ms too, by the way. Uh, Particularly regular ones. The caramel ones are okay. Peanut are good too. Bag of M&Ms show up in the mail now that I've started this M&M thing. So, that's one thing I want to see. Also, because this is crazy... If you look at last week, the Raiders are giving up nearly 164 rushing yards per game, and they give up 250 yards to the Patriots on the ground, which was an average of 6.6 yards per carry. So, to me, this is very clear-cut. Rush the ball. Just cram it down their throats. Okay, we know we're not going to have a problem throwing. That shouldn't even be a remote issue this week. But if we can just run the ball, give Josh Allen a little breathing room, let's not overexpose him to getting hit any more than we need to in this season, let the running backs do the work, okay? Raiders, you know, Derek Carr is looking good this year. He's completing 74% of his passes. He's got six touchdowns and no picks. But he only has one completion more than 34 yards. So he's not really stretching the field. So we don't need to be concerned with him going deep. And with our and with our secondary, we shouldn't be worried anyway. And Norman's coming back this week. So we're going to get Norman, who is a former Pro Bowler, and of course Carolina Panthers, we all know, back playing, which I'm excited for. I love Norman. I thought that was a great move. So I'm excited to see him on the field, see uh, how he's going to do. I think he's going to do well. I really like the guy. Also, the Raiders aren't going to have Edwards and Ruggs, most likely. They're both doubtful, and I don't think either of them are going to play, which means Zay Jones and Nelson Aguilar are going to be the starters. I'm not particularly concerned about either one of those guys. The one thing I am concerned with is Josh Jacobs. Of course, everyone is because the guy's just a stud. And our rushing defense has not been exactly great. We've been giving up 4.6 yards per attempt. And we're taking on Josh Jacobs, who's one of the better, I believe, better running backs in the entire NFL. Uh, the guy's just hard to bring down. He runs hard. He's quick. He's just a, he's a solid, complete running back. This is a much better running back than anything we've seen up until this point. So I think that's going to be a little bit tougher. One thing I, I have to say, and I think everyone was a little skeptical after the first week, and I still love this kid, is Bass. I know after the Jets game, I think everyone was like really starting to freak out because it was not a good opening game. But again, the kid's a rookie. NFL and college, completely different. You know, he wasn't coming from Alabama or LSU or Auburn, Clemson, whatever. One of the big-time schools. That's a big difference. I mean, the one thing is, no fans. So you got to think there's a little pressure off there. But still, that's a big responsibility you have put on you. Uh, especially when you knock out a veteran such as Steven Hauschka for that position. But he's had 15 touchbacks this season so far. Five of his six kickoffs against the Rams were touchbacks, and his touchback percentage is 83.3, which is eighth in the league. Ever since the Jets game, he's not missed a kick. He's been perfect on his field goals and extra points. We're going to be in really good shape with him. I know that's why they brought him in. I know that's why they were excited about him. I am. And the kid's got a cannon for a leg. You know, we've seen, if you follow him on Twitter, you've seen on Twitter, the guy's kicking like 55, 60-yard field goals, like nothing. Now, granted, practice, not game day situations, but the fact that he can make those is insane. I mean, it just blows my mind that somebody can kick a football that far. You know, exciting. I mean, this kid's young, and he's already producing at a really high level. 
And the one thing I will say I do like about this is him not having fans in the stands I think is beneficial because he's not in that hostile environment you might be going into opposing stadiums with 50,000, 60,000 people screaming at your head off uh, to miss a kick. So I think for him to just kind of be able to go out there for the most part with the team and focus when he's out there trying to kick is very helpful. You know, let him kind of ease into it. So that way when fans do come back, be it this year, possibly, I think that's probably going to happen uh, to some degree, at least for the Bills. Or if it's next year, either way, he's got that experience and he gets through that rookie year without having so much of that extra pressure of the fans out there, for better or for worse. So I'm, I'm going to be happy to see that. A couple things, obviously Diggs, he's going to be critical in this game. He always is. He's got uh, 208 yards and two touchdowns already this season. Carr, I think, is going to have a tough time. Take away two of his top receivers at this point. I think he's going to struggle to get the ball, especially against a really tough secondary. For one thing is you got Poyer back there, who last week had 13 tackles against the Rams. You know, this, these guys are all over the field in the secondary. It's just, it's really impressive how good they are. Now, granted, they have tough games sometimes, and they don't always play their best games, but ultimately, these guys do a great job. Uh, and I love watching them run around the field. They're just, they're quick, they're fast, they got their heads on a swivel. They just do all the little things right that you expect to see. Obviously, Josh Allen, the biggest thing for us. You know, he's 18 and 12 as a starter, he's connecting on over 70% of his passes this year. You know, and he's stretching the field. This is not Josh Allen throwing five-yard dunk plays either. You know, he's going he's going for the deep ball, which is great because he has the strength to do it, and we know he can do it. It's fun. It's exciting to watch him do that. It's fun and exciting to see him develop. I mean, the third year is where you expect to see that really bust-out year from a quarterback. That's when you should see it. You know, the first year, you may get in, depending on the situation, you may play, depending on, you know, what team you're on. Sometimes you're going to sit there for a year with a clipboard. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Second year, you know, you're really just starting to get into the system, figure it out. It's the learning curve. You know, it's a big learning curve from the NFL to, you know, from college to NFL. That's a huge change. The speed is just immense, completely different. You know, same thing with the NFL. And there is no, there is no minor league here. You know, that's one thing with football that's always been interesting to me. You look at baseball and you've got 15 different levels. You know, you've got single A, you know, single small A, whatever it may be. Then you work your way up to triple A and you continue to progress. There isn't in football. You're going from college to pro. It's big change. You know, there isn't time to ramp up here. You're thrown into the fire. You know, any development leagues we've had, if you want to call them development leagues, you know, whatever it was, the AAF and then the XFL coming back, that, that was it. You know, there hasn't been anything in between. These guys are really getting thrown into the fire with some of the best athletes in the world. So you're going to have a learning curve that doesn't exist in a lot of other sports in the same way because you get time to grow. You get time to pick things up incrementally. You don't get that in the NFL. You go from 0 to 100, and you better get on the train because it's not stopping for you. So either you're going to learn to adapt or you're not going to have a career very long. And Josh Allen's done a really good job of learning, adjusting his game, having the confidence, getting his team to buy into him. I think one of the most one of the most critical parts of his game to me has always been his persona. I said this last year when I was talking to the guys on Blitzed. I think that's a huge thing. You see that continue to evolve with him, and you need that with your team. You have to be the leader as the quarterback. You have to take control of the game. You have to take control of that team, and you need those guys to buy into what you're selling. 
And he does a great job of that because if you can't do that, you're never going to have those guys perform for you. It's like when you're part of a team for anything. You know, you have that bond. And the stronger that bond is, the better you work together in those tough situations. And I think that is why the Bills do a great job having to come back and close out those games can do it. Because they have the grit. They have that team. They've got that framework. They really believe in each other. And they will do whatever they have to to break those walls down to get to the end and manage to win that game. And they do it. And we've seen it. We saw it last year. We're seeing it this year again. But this year... We're putting up points. This year, we're being able to score. This year, we're being able to move the ball. Last year, that was a lot harder. Really relying on our defense more last year to win games than our offense. And it's completely transformed. And it's transformed a lot, too, because Bean and McDermott have made very smart decisions. If you look at the roster from when Allen started to now, it is very different. Two years ago, we had Zay Jones, right? I want to say it was Calvin Benjamin. We're like our two big starting receivers. And then you look at last year, John Brown and Cole Beasley. You look at this year, now we have those. And then you throw in Davis, who's really stepped in quite quickly. There was a lot of talk in preseason about him, well, preseason training camp, because there was no real preseason, about how good he really was, and he's showing it. And then we went and got digs. You know, and they are just continuing to make changes to this team. And it's just, they're finding smart ways to work the contracts. They're finding smart ways to bring these guys in. They are very methodical in what they're doing. They believe in the way they're building the system. I mean, then they brought in Norman. They brought in Mario Addison. I mean, it's just crazy. You look at this team on paper, it's scary. It's scary how good they are. And if they just keep tweaking things and continuing to work on the little things, there's not a lot they really need to fix, in my honest opinion. There are things they can clean up. But as far as from an overall perspective, they're doing what they need to do. They're scoring points. For the most part, again, second half, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency. You know, our special teams play has been great. And you look at the defense, and the defense has had moments where it's struggled um, and still continues to, but there have been some injuries along the way, people hurt, that we're still kind of working through. But I really think this could be a year that they could manage to take it to the next level. And again, everything is so critical. Every game is critical now because now that COVID is popping up and teams' games are getting postponed or canceled, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know what the landscape's going to look like four weeks from now. And I do have concerns about there being a full season. I did at the beginning because the NFL is not doing a bubble. And I think the only way you can really control it is to do a bubble. You know, if you look at it with baseball for the most part, it worked out pretty well so far. Grand, in the beginning there were some issues, but that sounded like it was more teams not being compliant than anything else, not because of the structure. If you look at NHL, which I have not followed any of it because to me it's just weird to have hockey going on at this point of the year still. Like, that's just crazy. I don't recall of there being any major issues at all. So anytime you involve travel, you have different restrictions, things like that, you're going to have – there's going to be a degree of risk. I work in risk management for a career. So you've got to mitigate the risk. And I think that's hard to do when you don't have a bubble environment for these guys. I was reading an article yesterday on the Eagles – talking about how they're traveling to their game this weekend and basically trying to bring a bubble, you know, from the amount of hand sanitizer, gloves, how they're separating food service, what all the controls in place are to keep the team safe and as little exposed as possible against the Niners was just, it's amazing the project it becomes. You know, the risk management piece to me is, is it's impressive, you know, how they've managed to figure this out and do it. And it's important. It's important for the teams. It's important for the players, for the health and the safety of the players. 
for the teams in the league from the revenue standpoint, you want the season to go because a, we all want football. I mean, I want football, but I want it safely. I want, I don't want these guys to get exposed. I don't want anything to happen to these players or their families or anyone involved for that matter. But I think they all know the importance of it. And there's some players that aren't safe with that, and they opted out, and that's perfectly fine. You know, I have no problem with that. You know, you got to do what you feel is best for you. And that's, you know, to expose yourself is tough. So I'm happy football's back, but I worry about it now with the outbreaks. And I worry about what's going to happen in four weeks or eight weeks. I don't know if we get 16 games in. And like I have said, I think there's the possibility that maybe they cut the season short and they go to playoffs early. I don't know. Because they're going to want to get in as much football as they can. But at some point, this is going to probably continue to happen. We've seen it. We've seen it with the Titans. We've seen it now with the Chiefs. So with Patriots, Cam Newton's gotten it. It's going to happen. And we just need to be prepared. So the more games we can win now, the better situation we can put ourselves in. So that if something happens three, four weeks from now, great. Because then maybe it jumps right to the playoffs and they just call the season early. I hope not, but we don't know what's going to happen from week to week. No one does. So these are all things to put in the back of our mind. You know, you want to perform at the highest level possible. You want to tweak all the things you can now because you don't know what's going to happen two weeks from now. You don't know what's going to happen a week from now. You know what's going to happen three days from now. So all important things to keep in mind. I think it's going to be a good game. I feel confident we're going to win this game. As far as if you ask me to pick a score, I'm going to say it's going to be 31-17. I don't see the Raiders moving the ball particularly well today. They're going to try and rush it a lot. They're going to have to. I don't see them having a lot of success in the passing game. I mean, granted, Carr, I think, is a decent quarterback. I don't think he's great, but he's decent. But I just don't have a lot of confidence in, in Jones and Aguilar against our secondary. I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to have a hard time. Um, I think unless they can really just get the ball crammed down our throat rushing it, they're going to have a lot of trouble moving that ball, and they're going to have to rely on their, their defense to really kind of wear us down, and I don't see that happening, not with our offense. I want to see Singletary run. I don't want to see him run a lot because he needs to. He's a running back. It's in the name, okay? Dayball, running back. All right, I'm going to keep saying this until I see it happen. I mean, it's ridiculous that these guys aren't scoring touchdowns. They're running backs. We shouldn't have Josh Allen scoring seven touchdowns and still not have a running back score since week nine of last year. That's insane, okay? That needs to be corrected. We pay these guys a lot of money to run the ball, and they're not running the ball. So let's fix that. M&Ms, Motor and Moss, also a great candy. So anyway, I hope everyone has a great day. I hope you have fun today. Enjoy the game. Later game. Don't party too hard and celebrate, but let's enjoy it. Should be a good game. I'm kind of excited to actually see uh, the Vegas Stadium. Looks pretty crazy. I have a couple of Raider friends out there, so uh, I hope I get to call you at work tomorrow and harass you uh, when your team loses today, hopefully. Hopefully it's not the other way around. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. The Bills going 4-0. You know, this is exciting times. We're, we're finally seeing what we expected out of Josh Allen that we were hoping we would see. He's finally breaking through in year three to what we expect. And I'll tell you, if he keeps progressing at this level year over year, it's going to be crazy. I mean, just the evolution of him the past couple of years has been amazing. So if you can keep it up, if you can keep going, I think we're in for a wild ride the next couple of years. we got a good roster, a good team, good support, you know, the fan base. Uh, Joey, my man Joe, uh, the banner, great idea. I think that was fantastic. That was really cool to see. I know the players appreciate it. Coach appreciate it. That was a great idea. I'm sure most of you saw it, supported it on Twitter. I think I don't remember what the final tally was couple hundred people I think it was that donated and those funds also go to charity so that was great um, I just I love seeing that stuff it's one of the things I love about being a Bills fan 
It's just the support. It's just amazing. Hopefully, everyone has a good day. Hopefully, we get a W today. I feel good about it. 31-17. Bills, that's what I'm calling. I want to see Singletary Moss get some touchdowns. I hope you all have a great day. I'm sure I'll be talking to you all later this week soon because I'm going to get back into the swing thing. So hopefully have a podcast out here on Tuesday or Wednesday to talk about the game today at 425 Eastern. So in the meantime, have a great day. So until next time, go Bills and beware the stampede.